Welcome to Married at the Movies, the podcast where a married couple discuss their sometimes very different views on movies. I'm Sean. And I'm Monica. This week we've got a quintet of streaming cinematic experiences to dissect. Or something like that. We're mm-hmm. going to talk about five movies that are on like uh, Netflix or Disney Plus or Netflix or uh, Netflix. Actually, it's a lot of Netflix movies. Oh, Did it? not realize that. No Hulu movies. Four out of five of them are all on Netflix. So you can okay. watch them now while you're at home stuck with your family. Yes. So let's get right into it, shall we? Yes. Our first film, uh, if you can call it that, was uh, apparently like the most popular Netflix film like ever. I think, in terms of watching according to Netflix, which, you know, their numbers aren't, like, public or anything, but I don't know. It's called Red Notice, and if you haven't heard about it, it's uh, a film about art thieves that's starring Ryan Reynolds as Ryan Reynolds, starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson as Dwayne Dwayne. The Rock Johnson (laughs) and Gal Gadot as... Uh, an actual character yeah she no she's she's like a character (laughs) she's good um directed by ross and marshall thurber who you may know as the director of dodgeball were the millers and skyscraper so monica this was your you know charismatic lead heist type action fun (laughs) comedy-esque movie yes what would you think about it? Um, by the way, I just I just googled it, and Netflix surpassed. I mean, um, Red Notice surpassed Bird Box as the most watched Ooh. Netflix film. Wow! Of all time. Wow. Which is crazy. Yeah, Bird Box. I mean, that was a thing for like a week. Yeah, but I mean, it was like super. Not super really a fa- like I could see more families watching Red Notice than Bird Box, so that's interesting. Sure. So, yeah. Anyway, I thought that was I didn't know that fact. You just laid that on me at that moment and I was really surprised and felt like I had to fact check you. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. We don't want our we don't want to mislead our, our listeners. Yes. Anyway, yes, red notice. Um I do enjoy a great heist movie. Oh sure. I yeah. love I love the whole che- I mean, even though it's like super cheesy and ridiculous that they can sync their watches and always hack into the computer system to make the security <laughs> camera freeze and like there were so many like things that had been done before yeah. in this movie. Yeah. Um, but it's fun to see all the things that they have to think about ahead of time and um so I really enjoyed that component of it. Mm-hmm. Um there was some, you know, really cool stuff there. And um well uh um The Rock is um the the law enforcement and Brian Reynolds is the the thief right you know so it's like good guy guy, yeah yeah and gal gadot is also a bad guy yeah but it but the lines of that come you know become blurred Mm -hmm. um throughout the film so that's kind of fun too that you're like wait who's the good guy wait now they're shooting at other good guys and you're confused about who you should actually be rooting for Mm -hmm. so i like those kind of movies um as well but a really good uh, a really good heist film like i delight and there were multiple ones too which was fun. Like multiple films? M- multiple <laughs> multiple <laughs> heists they had to... It wasn't just like Ocean's Eleven. It was like one big one. They had to like steal this thing, then steal this thing, then mm-hmm. like, you know, do escape from this thing. Yeah. <laughs> Keeping <laughs> it vague for spoilers. Well, yes, I, it's I, not I, that we can't express ourselves. It's just, you know, yeah, we don't want to give away finer plot details for, for all of you of that my, haven't seen it. Of my verbs and yes. nouns. Yes, making sure you're using only, you know, non-specific pronouns. Yes. Because um, uh, there, there, um, there is a bit of a twist, um, a couple of twists, you know, throughout the 
uh, throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. I can't say that they were so surprising that no, the my sixth one, sense it ain't. Yeah, yeah, my one. I mean, and I wasn't expecting it to be like no, you know, some huge thing, but like. A lot of this twist, I was like, yeah, well, duh. Like, <laughs> you know, kind of saw that one coming sure. um, sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, that kind of, you know, again, not that I was expecting it to be this, like, brilliant piece of writing. Yeah. But I wanted to be, like, a little bit more surprised mm-hmm. um, in some ways. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Sure. Um, but, well, before I get into, like, the things I didn't like, um, what did you think? It's fine. I think, like, that's as best I can muster. Um, <laughs> I enjoy Ryan Reynolds, like, his whole thing. Like, mm-hmm. I, I enjoy it. And he's very funny for, I would say, the first third of the movie. Um, I feel like they're, they're... At the beginning, there's a great level of, like, comedy and, like, tension and, like, almost buddy cop type feel mm-hmm. with Reynolds and The Rock because they've got a team up to you know clear the rock's name that's essentially the plot right yeah so that is like really fun for a little while and then it just goes kind of full action and then it tries to be like the you know subterfuge spy mm-hmm. heisty movie and like it just kind of loses that charm sure. like um, it, you know it, and it's just it's it's fine at that mm. point like once it drops like ryan reynolds being like really funny and the rock being like the good like straight man to mm-hmm. play off of then it's just kind of a run-of-the-mill action movie yeah that doesn't do a whole lot which i feel like has been um uh what's his name ross and marshall thurber which is a mouthful yeah. um you know he directed skyscraper and i feel like that's exactly what Sky- skyscraper was as well except skyscraper oh. had like the like balled out action element and this was more of a like family you know like everybody go to the movies over thanksgiving and and christmas type mm. movie. yeah i was expecting it to be more of a comedy than than an action film yeah exactly it, like yeah. i thought it was going to be more of like things going wrong for them and like being kind of mm-hmm. silly but yeah. it was definitely more of just an action movie mm-hmm. that had some humorous elements. Like I would, I wanted to laugh more mm-hmm. yeah. and it didn't. And I mean, that might just be my own expectation of thinking it was a funny movie. Right. But no matter what your expectations were, I feel like it started off as a funny movie. Yes. So, so expectations going into it are one thing, but expectation expectations mm-hmm. based upon the first 20 minutes of the film are a different thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's our ice maker. Hope you can't hear it. <laughs> Uh, I'll try to edit it out later. Um, but yeah, so th- then once, you know, things start happening, there's a little bit of intrigue and there's some mm-hmm. cool, like, um, Indiana Jones-esque type, like, lore and things yeah. that, like, you know, historical fiction type elements of it mm-hmm. that are kind of cool and fun. And um, besides that, I feel like the second half of the movie just kind of fell flat for me. Yeah. And then the the action part of it got a little ridiculous too. Like it got Ryan, ridiculous. Ryan Reynolds and Gal Gadot are like art thieves mm-hmm. and like now they're like gun esque experts and like parkouring and like yeah. it seemed to be a little well, the bit parkour like, I can abide by, but like yeah. the arms expert and like the kind of like super spy training stuff is a little it odd. A little, like, um off. yeah, I don't know. But uh, on top of it being like weirdly action heavy it was also 
I think, poorly shot for the most of it. Yeah, it was now, hard to tell. part of that might be our home theater setup and, you know, our uh, we don't have, like, an OLED TV or anything like that. We have mm-hmm. a projector in a basement. But um, the, you know, the very darkness of a lot of the... Specifically, there's one action scene at the end that is, like, incredibly dark. It's, like, in a cave. And it's... Mm-hmm. It, I, I thought it was very hard to watch. Um, I'll say probably 40% of that is the way we were watching it. Possibly. But... Even if but I even could everything see, was really fast that's that yeah. was the problem. Is everything was quick cuts on huge close ups that you couldn't tell whose arm was where or there's two vehicles. I had mm-hmm. a, I I could not tell who was in what I vehicle mean, or what which or what vehicle part, was. Or what part of the vehicle even? Yeah, I was like, are they driving? Are they in the back? Yeah, the under the car right exactly. now. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it was happening. It was incredibly hard to follow. Yeah, and I agree like, with that. That I just won't abide by. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. So. Eh. <laughs> yeah. Gal Gadot's well, great. I feel like I want her in in a lot of movies in like more varied roles. Mm-hmm. You know, in dramas, in this kind of like action comedy, yeah, and in her, her badass like, Wonder Woman mode. Um, Wonder Woman, the first one, not Ugh. Wonder Woman, the second one. But see our previous podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm all for Gal Gadot, and mm-hmm. like I love The Rock, but it's becoming a little stale. Like, like he needs to like play a little bit different, yeah. a little bit against type. Um, but then again, I mean, so you could make that rock. same argument for Ryan Reynolds too. Yeah, yeah. But Ryan Reynolds at least has the romantic comedies side of him, and he's got True. a couple of weird indie dramas on the side of you know mm-hmm. his like career. Whereas The Rock is like big burly guy who makes good heroic decisions. Big burly guy who makes good heroic yeah. decisions. You know? Well, he has Mo- Moana where he plays his big hurly guy that makes did you say a big hurly guy <laughs> big burly guy there you go <laughs> he kind of looks like hurly from lost though just you oh, know yeah. if you take like all the mass but tone it yes <laughs> and then give him a lot of tattoos but true yeah we digress yes um so yeah it's fine you could watch worse things sure um like more boring things mm-hmm. but you could watch a lot better things um both intellectually and uh i think action wise like sure. you know if you've got disney plus there's marvel movies and tv shows that if you're looking for action that'll scratch that itch. yeah you're right but if you're looking for a comedy this isn't necessarily it yeah like no. the movie just kind of has an identity crisis i think yeah i mean there's good one-liners like here and there towards sure. the end but like not on the level of the beginning mm-hmm. um yeah. where it was kind of more incorporated into the action sure you know the comedy itself so yeah um mm-hmm. started off promising but mm-hmm. ultimately fell flat for me yes yeah so what what <laughs> do you rate it <laughs> whoa yes no you go first oh uh i give it a six. Oh, I give it, it was six. yeah i gave it a six too it's not so poor to like you know be a sub five mm-hmm. but you have to be boring and, or actively like insulting to me sure. to be below a five yeah um I've, i felt like a seven right after we watched it and then like yeah sleeping on it and thinking about it before we did the podcast. I was like, yeah, I can't give that a second. Yeah. yeah. If, if I can't understand what's going on in a movie and that's not like intentional because of the theme, mm-hmm. you know, in like the father or something like that. Oh yeah. Then yeah, yeah you're, you're losing a lot of points. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> so mm-hmm. what else did we watch on Netflix, Monica? Yes. Uh, our next one uh, that we watched was uh tick, tick boom. Uh, this is, 
based on an autobiographical musical that not Jonathan, the POD song. No, no. Uh, that Jonathan Jonathan Larson wrote, uh, who is best known for Rent. Uh, but this is pre-Rent. This is looking at him, you know, struggling to become a predominant, you know, writer of musicals. A renter. A renter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and um, it's Andrew Garfield uh, plays Jonathan Larson. He can sing. Apparently, apparently they taught him to. I think. Yeah, and um, it's a Lin Manuel Miranda, his his debut. I think. Yeah, director. Yes, yes. yes. Uh, So that was interesting. Um, (laughs) There was a lot of judgment (laughs) in there. What was that? That was interesting. That was interesting. No. (laughs) Wow. I don't know why that came off so sarcastic. That wasn't that wasn't supposed to be at all. It was interesting to see him. As, a, you know, the directorial role, role and not the one writing the music. Yes. It's a bit of a reversal. Uh, so what did you think about this? So, okay. I come from a family that loves Rent. Uh, my sister and my mom were obsessed with it in, um, I don't know, middle school, <laughs> I guess. When it came out? Yeah. I, Well, yeah, I guess. Uh, I don't know when they saw it first, um, but I know that I sang it in middle school choir and that my sister was in that same choir. (laughs) So it might have been around that time. Um, But I remember my my sister and my mom went to see it on Broadway or in New York or the traveling like in Philly a couple Mm -hmm. times uh, before I really got into it. And I kind of got into it via the movie, which... which is as i listen to podcast and as people talk about this movie they also talk about that movie and apparently that movie was terrible i don't remember it being terrible uh, uh, that was but, my first encounter with with Ryan yeah, as well but a lot of people say that movie is awful mm. and i disagree but um yeah so i'm i'm now a big fan of rent as well so going into this then i'm you know pretty excited to see this one-man show that he apparently had and how that show as a one-man show will translate to you know uh, a film Mm -hmm. because we've seen like a lot of movies uh that are based on musicals this year there's Mm -hmm. in the heights west side story um even the filmed recording of uh come from away all came out this year Mm -hmm. right so it's always interesting to see how well or how poorly you adapt something from stage stage to to screen Mm -hmm. um and i didn't know anything about it going Mm -hmm. in and for the first i'll say eight to ten minutes i was i I hated this movie really (laughs) yeah because the first song and like the entire first you know five six minutes i don't know how long is essentially him saying like I'm 30 and I haven't done anything and I'm terrible and I'm blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and it's 30 and I'm going to die and I'm 30 and wah. And I just, no, mm-hmm. like, no, I don't mm-hmm. care. Like I'm 36 and like, I don't know if I've done anything, quote unquote, you know, I didn't write a massively like yeah. legacy endearing, like, Broadway musical. <laughs> yeah, sure. But you know, like I've done some cool stuff. Mm-hmm. So like like screw you, bud. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And like there's just this whole like pretension level and like this like artistry, like arts suffering people. And I just kinda hated that. Mm. Yeah, well I don't think his character wasn't really likable. 
yeah and that's the thing it's like this movie or um even steve jobs or other movies like this that portray people who are known to be or thought to be like genius Mm -hmm. often portray them in very poor light yeah um and actually we can have this discussion a little bit later in the podcast as well and and talking about another uh you know historical figure sure uh biopic essentially um but yeah i mean they definitely like he's like you said whiny yeah (laughs) real whiny okay and no i'm never gonna be anything and like this obsession with becoming something by what is it with 30 so many movies are like by the time you're 30 yeah it's like really weird uh but like how he like how he is in his other relationships Mm -hmm. that you're kind of like ugh, why are those people putting up with him yeah (laughs) kind of annoying yeah when your main character isn't terribly likable it takes away a little bit from you know from the movie yeah but i mean i guess you look at it as like art for art's sake like he's just so devoted to art that Mm-hmm. like nothing else you know matters yeah and yeah i get that but that also kind of bugs me too <laughs> to be honest um once i got past that though mm-hmm. um i thought honestly and which is funny because you were so sarcastic about it i thought <laughs> the best thing that this movie had going for it was the direction yeah because the weaving in and out yep. of the one-man show and the music being just a song someone is singing versus incorporated into the like action of mm-hmm. whatever it is that was going on yeah it was really i thought unique yeah it was really well done it. and the the woved it, it? woved it <laughs> 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 it's a little uh easter egg for you psych psychos out there yeah. um <laughs> what was i saying the direction was great yeah no it, it really was and i feel like the way that the camera moved and it had a kinetic like driving force behind it mm-hmm. um almost you know you could feel like the the tension and the you know the tick well yeah like that whole know. tick tick time yeah. thing i mean that was definitely like a theme that you know went throughout the whole yeah the whole thing and i thought that like they managed to tell a story that um is it a spoiler if it's history like i i think it's open okay yeah like game at this point john yeah. dies before rent Yes. Like the night that Rent like appeared, uh, debuted. Uh, but the whole, I feel like most people know that going into the movie. Yes. If you're you know a fan of Rent, you're mm-hmm. going to know this. So the build to what you know is going to happen mm-hmm. um, was still, like uh, Lincoln, you know, was still a really <laughs> good movie. Like even yeah. though I'm like, oh my God, I know this person's going to die at the end, but they yeah. still managed to like keep me interested and yeah. still managed to tell a complete story and then just kind of at the end, we're like, oh, yeah, by the way, he died. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't a title card or anything. That was just Monica saying that. Yeah. Because um, yeah. I didn't really want to. I was hesitant to watch it because I thought it was going to be really sad. Right. I mean, and it's not happy and uplifting. The whole no, movie, but, no, not um, at all. You can see the seeds of what Ren is about yeah, inside which is cool too. of this. Um, yeah, which which was was really cool and i actually kind of like am really interested in the musical that this is about the writing of mm-hmm. um suburbia it yeah <laughs> it sounds very interesting like really highbrow and yes it would absolutely fail 
um, on Broadway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like, it's right that he never gets to put it out. He told the future, though. It yeah, was like this of. world about people obsessed with technology yeah. and themselves. Yeah, which is weird. And that was pre Instagram and all that stuff. Yeah. Social media, pre social media. Yeah. So there's definitely, you could see his genius in mm-hmm. this. Um, it's just a matter of, I thought it was like, it's got this level of irony i think in the dramatic Mm -hmm. sense to it because most of the viewers know that he's right about what he's saying Mm -hmm. and that he's got no time left yeah because he he literally um i think like at the end of this film he only lives five more years is there four or five yeah Yeah. so it's kind of a and he like barely like he just wrote the successful musical like he yeah almost ran out of time yeah and so i just feel kind of weird about leveraging that as Mm -hmm. a dramatic device to kind of hand wash away his like faults sure and like his you know just kind of like 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 if you didn't have the prior knowledge yeah would you feel different like Right. Could could you feel differently, or if right. or if this was a fictional character? Yeah, exactly. If it was a fictional character, you'd just be like, "Oh my god, guys, shut up yeah. and like let your friends love you mm-hmm. and love this woman who obviously adores you." Yeah. Like you know, so it's just kind of like a, I don't know. It made me feel kind of icky. Yeah. <laughs> at parts because you didn't like this person that you know is going to going to die. That's so proving he... himself right. Yeah. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. you know. But like, then you have that you know, kind of taking away from your enjoyment of it, or at mm-hmm. least my enjoyment of it. Um, but yeah, Lin-Manuel can direct, apparently. Yeah, it was very good. He could do, like, everything except sing and act at the yeah, same time. His singing and acting is not the We best. have to whisper it because in the podcast community, you'll just, you'll we'll get taken out by the knees <laughs> yeah. if we say bad things about LLM. Yes. L-M-M. L-M-M. Yeah. Oh, God. Anyway, um, let's move on. No, it's really good. (laughs) Uh, Let's move on to your uh, rating. My rating for this is conflicted and I think Mm. higher than it should be. Okay. I have it as an eight. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm at a seven, possibly even lower. Really? I I don't know. Some of the music was some of the music was was great. Awesome. Some of it was great. Some of it was okay. Most of it was great. I thought this. There's a Moondance Diner song that everybody's kind of talking about because it's a you know veritable who's who of Broadway people. Oh yeah, all the like random people that came in. That was cool. Which is cool, but it's like you know Easter eggs, and I don't know if Joku Public knows like who those people are. Like we are decently, I would say, you know knowledgeable mm-hmm. about current broadway at least yeah and like i was only able to pick out five or six of them mm-hmm. and i think it was like oh i think that's a guy from hades town i think that's a... well why is that a fault of the movie no i'm just saying everybody's like talking about it like oh, oh it's so great and it's like yeah it was fine but mm-hmm. i thought that that song in particular was an absolute nothing burger like i don't remember a single melody from it or mm-hmm. anything about it other than i'm saying oh it's bernadette peters mm-hmm. oh it's um lilith from fraser because mm-hmm. i don't know her real name <laughs> i think it's perry gilpin no i don't know i don't know that's okay um and then hey it's uh philippa sue yeah exactly and um renee ellis goldsberry mm-hmm. it's like that's cool and then of course lynn manuel's in it too and <laughs> gotta be <laughs> gotta be in it yeah. sorry i mean i mean <laughs> i mean he was uh, great yeah, yeah. um 
I don't know. I think that's a weird yeah, reason I, to take points uh, off from the movie. Because what? Because I didn't think the music was that great? Oh, well, you're just wrong about the music being not that great. I thought there were (laughs) maybe three songs that were, like, really good. And the rest was, like, take or leave. Mm. Yeah, Um, I really liked it. I gave it it an eight. Okay. But I'm not second-guessing that eight. Yeah. I don't know. I think mostly it's just the, like, part of me that feels icky about, like, the using like his inevitable death as kind of a, a cushioning for mm-hmm. his like super grating personality yeah agreed as portrayed by the film i don't know what he was like in real life sure, sure. you know um but they're kind of his words too so mm-hmm. you know i don't know grains of salt all over the place sure well, <laughs> let's move on to a less depressing musical shall we yeah okay let's <laughs> talk about a, a nice fun musical uh and that's disney's latest animated entry that's about a family with magical gifts and the granddaughter that has none uh with uh again music by lin manuel miranda yeah <laughs> um <laughs> he's everywhere um <laughs> it stars the voice talents of stephanie beatrice from brooklyn 99 and in the heights uh, earlier this year mm-hmm. so monica what did you think of encanto i was gonna say you didn't say the name of the movie yet <laughs> everybody knows what i'm talking about it's uh, okay. on disney plus they've already if they've got kids they've watched it 17 times by yes. now they talk about just, bruno it was just like a dramatic all the time yeah it was like a real dramatic like lead up to the name of it so what'd you what'd you think yes i loved this movie uh for many reasons uh first of all it's nice to see a movie with representation you know so we have um you know, the Latina character and the culture of, you know, of that and different, like, I don't know enough about it, but like, I'm sure the dancing style and, mm-hmm. you know, the music elements yeah, were it very, definitely looks like, and an homage. different from, their, like, every other Disney yeah. film. It's not, you know, your Ron and John style. Yeah, there's style. like mariachi style, yeah. there's tango, there's, you know, a lot that not just like you know let it go mm-hmm. you know that um that was nice to see and even just visually um the number of like uh dark-skinned characters and things like that is always yep. refreshing uh refreshing to see so i loved that um i thought the message was really really great like this idea of not knowing your contribution to this extremely magical family you know and and your place in the world um i think was a little bit different too from you know, some of the Disney co-princesses or, you know, whatever. Yeah. There was no love interest for her or anything That's like true. that. Yeah, there's, like, very little romance in no. the movie at all. Um, so that's kind of fun, too. It's more just mm-hmm. about her discovering herself not in relationship to, like, other people. Mm-hmm. It's like, what what what's my purpose? Right. Uh, which yeah. I thought was great. And I thought the music was really fun. I mean, Lin-Manuel... Again, yeah. see, doing, we love him. Doing, yeah, doing, well, he didn't. Uh, he didn't sing or act in this one. So. Uh, uh, and the um, the voice characters I thought were great too. Mm-hmm. I didn't know um, Rosa could sing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's so funny every time I see her in anything because, you know, like everybody else, I know her like mostly on before this year only as Rosa. Yeah, and that character is wildly different than (laughs) who she is as a person. And it's just like, wow, she's a phenomenal actress. Mm -hmm. Like Rosa is a great character. And even if Mm -hmm. that was her a hundred percent of the time, like her acting is great. But then when you know that like she's doing a complete character on top of all the emotion that character needs to show, Mm -hmm. like it's like 
it's so wildly underrated you know mm-hmm. and like i don't think she was ever in discussions for like emmys or anything like that but she's hilarious no. and like obviously she's like completely transforming her voice mm-hmm. and her style of being yeah and just she like, sounds like a teenager yeah but she's a comedic like second secondary character on a sitcom yeah. so you know but i digress yeah um but yeah i thought um i thought the music was was really fun mm-hmm. i mean there's already you know ones i'm listening to on repeat and trying to learn other word, words too because i mm-hmm. want to be uh i want to be singing it and um yeah and even um like the character of bruno like that storyline is also a really interesting like message mm-hmm. sending out there um as well that um yeah i really liked i liked everything about it uh what about you yeah i really enjoyed it um i thought the the look of it is very it it's great because the character design is not so samey samey as Mm -hmm. like a lot of other disney movies are um it's different different (laughs) it's a thing people say that okay shut up (laughs) (laughs) um but no there's different there's not like you know like arc male archetype two Mm -hmm. input here and then give him blue eyes with brown hair and like this you know etc or even the family members don't look identical yeah they don't even look you know like elsa and anna look like sisters exactly yeah you know their parents look like them like yeah there's great variation Mm -hmm. of hair you know style hair Mm -hmm. like i don't know how to like you know texture is the word i'm looking for yeah like body Um, types and things like that and like the three sisters don't look necessarily like they would be sisters like obviously right and they look like like people like real people like they don't look anatomically like totally incorrect like that they would barbie dolls or yeah that like if you push on their shoulder their waist snaps in half or anything like that they look like actual people Mm -hmm. so it's like really visually really cool and then Mm -hmm. the magic on top of that is like super awesome and it gets like like very cartoony at parts like you know lisa is the strong one so she's like picking up entire bridges Uh and things like that and it's just nice to see like that kind of like cartoon visual language Mm -hmm. like come through in disney movies whereas like you know i feel like they tried to kind of get like real with them for a while yeah just kind of like take away the magical element so that's like awesome and then there's always whenever there's a new disney or pixar film it's like okay what is the villain who is the villain is Mm -hmm. there a villain you know it's always it's kind of like a question that surrounds the discussion of disney movies over the last you know probably well probably like 50 years but Mm -hmm. but going back to like the 90s you had like the villains right you had like ursula scar you had these evil people Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and like now it's different it's like yeah that's a good point you know you have um tafiti i guess is like the villain in moana but mm-hmm. not but really not though yeah, yeah. so it's like man her, is the her villain dad is kind of or like her dad and yeah not letting her be herself yeah, is kind exactly. of the villain, yeah. and exclusion mm-hmm. and, you know so there's like these lofty villain goals and i think this one kind of has the same kind of discussion around it sure in that there's no villain really it's like besides expectations yeah exactly and like, whether it's her, unrealistic expectations yeah mm-hmm. like mirabelle's expected mm-hmm. herself to be like special and mm-hmm. have a gift and etc and then 
her abuela has expected her to have a gift and then since she doesn't she expects nothing Mm -hmm. from mirabelle and you know and that's kind of where the tension lies and Mm -hmm. um i thought that was that was really cool because to kind of tell the story of like her not being special and then put like a big bad or an evil coming in on top of that Uh i think would have wound up going to a place that wouldn't have said anything about you know uh, really about anything you know that it's not an outside villain it's within the family and herself yeah but i'm saying like it would have been like you know you're special because you could think about how to defeat this or you're special Mm -hmm. because you could aid other people in defeating this whereas like without that outside threat there's Mm -hmm. like it's an all it's an inward journey as opposed to like a obstacle mm-hmm. that she has to overcome from mm-hmm. the outside so I, yeah. I thought that was really cool there's some social villains as well that um what, like, like Im- immigration twitter oh, oh. No. <laughs> you know like oh, I- immigration like, like conquistadors and, yeah. And, yeah 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 that there's you know that it's not i wouldn't say subtle but it's also not like extremely prevalent yeah like they kind of got it's not to what it's situation. about but it is part of the context yeah like they didn't totally gloss over right you know how yeah, families yeah. were established and how to mm-hmm. like run away from things which i thought was cool yeah and in- incorporate that mm-hmm. not like pocahontas or something you know yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's a little bit different no this is very different than pocahontas yeah. <laughs> that is for sure <laughs> yeah uh yeah a lot better mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot lot better um and then yeah like you were saying some of the music is like amazing mm-hmm. um the uh louisa song uh pressure is like yeah. one of my favorite uh sequences mm-hmm. in a recent disney movie like let alone just songs yeah visually but then also the music yeah like i'd put it up there with um like lost in the woods as mm-hmm. far as like how much fun the song coming together with all the visuals and mm-hmm. and again like the cartoony language yeah like, really comes through it's but then take away the visual and you still have a really great message yeah like character yeah. development within to the, the song, song. Yeah, yeah exactly yeah and then uh we don't talk about bruno is like super fun all-time banger pantheon it is mm-hmm. so great and again the uh the visuals and like the flashbacks mm-hmm. and the um shape-shifting character camillo i believe is his name yeah i think so uh it's so cool yeah it's just it's great um kind of like old school disney like pocket animation mm-hmm. it's it's yeah it, oh that's what i want right there mm-hmm. out, of a, out of a disney movie so what did you rate it i gave it a 10 Ooh. Yeah. i can't really fault it for yeah for anything and especially we just Full disclosure we just rewatched it today mm-hmm. so i think i was at like a nine the first time i saw it yeah but then like seeing it again i was like no i don't remember what i thought was wrong with this to only give it a nine nice so, 10 nice. for me i gave it a nine um i think what i didn't like about it was and not that i didn't like it but I, what i feel mm-hmm. was the minor piece that was lacking mm-hmm. that 10 percent um was that the the like emotional climax and the denouement and the like wrap up mm-hmm. seemed really kind of fast to me. I can see that. Um, and then the other thing that I didn't, I I could go both ways, but I kind of wish that they went the other way. Mm-hmm. Is that I guess spoilers, whatever. <laughs> um, the family gets their powers back mm-hmm. after they lost it and lost everything 
uh, like the house and mm-hmm. everything like that. And I would have liked them to remain normal. Yeah. Or, yeah, to lose their powers would have been yeah interesting. Yeah. It would have been, I think, more interesting. Yeah. But, but then they got to set their, up the sequel. But then so. what would their gift be? Like, then I, then I think you would have to have each character realize what they have to offer that's not magical. Mm-hmm. So that would take some more yeah. time. But they would still, I don't know. I feel like they could still be, like, um, adjacent to their mm-hmm. power, you know? So, like, Isabella like strong could in be... different ways. Yeah, exactly. Like, strong emotionally. Yeah. Perfect in, like, wanting to make others happy or something like that, I guess. So yeah, and she learns her lesson. Isabella mm-hmm. learns her lesson about, you, you know... You don't have to be perfect. Right, exactly. Not everything's got to be pretty in things. Mm-hmm. So it's like, essentially, she watched Inside Out, and then, you <laughs> yeah, know... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she learned her lesson, so... Um, yeah, but that... I mean, it's like a minor thing, but that's why I'm not at 10. Okay. Is essentially where I'm at with that. Got you. Yep. <laughs> so let's go back to Netflix, shall we? After a minor... <laughs> Short trip to Disney Plus. What else did they have to offer? <laughs> True. Uh, this next film was also available to watch in um, in theaters as well. Uh, but this is Don't Look Up. It stars Leonardo DiCaprio, Jennifer Lawrence, Meryl Streep, Jonah Hill. Uh, and it is about two low-level astronomers that must go on a giant media tour to warn, ma- warn mankind of an approaching comet that will destroy planet Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is basically a satire um, of very real events of global warming. Right. Uh, the, yeah. And they don't try to, to hide it, that this is about, you know, our planet is doomed if we don't do something about <laughs> yeah. it. Um, and people are not listening and people don't care. And there's definitely undertones of the uh, Trump era non-believers, yeah. of, you know, so many different things. Yeah. Um, but ultimately it... It's a comedy. Yes. Uh, it's just one of those. It's one <laughs> right? of those comedies. Doesn't it sound so yeah. much fun? <laughs> yeah. It's just one of those comedies where you're like, oh my gosh, this is so funny. Oh, but wait, this is a real thing also. And now yeah. I'm sad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's the latest Adam McKay film. Mm-hmm. Um, if, I can't remember if you said that or not. Oh, I didn't. No. Um, yeah. So, you know, his latest have been, you know, The Big Short and Vice mm-hmm. kind of taking real life things and. Um, kind of re-examining them, them. Yeah. dramatizing it, yes, and kind of like going back and highlighting, uh, you know, the, <laughs> the terrible things that are going on mm-hmm. with a slightly comedic bent to it. Mm-hmm. So this is essentially that, but fictionalized, and uh, much this more time fu- and much more funny. Yes, yeah, a lot funnier. Um, mm-hmm. This is, you know, it's got characters that behave uh, in ways that are believable, but are also just kind of like very heightened versions mm-hmm. of other people or yeah. of an amalgamation of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, just ultimately the, <laughs> the, I want to say hijinks that ensue, but it, like, you mm-hmm. know, that's a little, <laughs> it's a little trivial yeah. for what's going on, but um, everything I think reads like way too real, but also, is able to walk a fine line of being hilarious at the same time. Yeah. So it's a weird kind of, uh, like, contrast yes. <laughs> between, like, yeah, that's how it would happen, and, like, oh, my God, that's hilarious. But, like, at the oh, same so time, is, like, should we be laughing? Because this is, is how it's happening. happening. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And, uh, the acting is fantastic. Um, Leo 
that was really good in this. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, that that's like, that's like saying like, you know, oh. this water is super wet. <laughs> yes. But yeah. and I, I like But the... for like a comedy, he still had some dramatic, you know, scenes that he had to, oh, to pull very off. Much. Yeah. But I liked it specifically because he's not leo mm-hmm. in this you know he's not like the like confident sex yeah symbol. male lead mm-hmm. guy um you know he's like kind of all over the place mm-hmm. and he's like, like anxious and yeah not confident and doesn't want to be in the spotlight and yeah that kind of thing yeah it was great to like watch that and he mm-hmm. pulled it off like super well yeah. and jennifer lawrence was really funny and jonah hill is just a gem <laughs> he is he's so funny <laughs> He's like so good in this movie that you're like, is that just Jonah Hill? Like, is that I mean, just, just how, how he behaves? He is. Yeah. Like, is he that big of a, you know, douche? Yeah. <laughs> like, is he? Yeah. I don't know. It's possible, but like, he's so good at it. Yes. <laughs> uh, but he, I mean, so many of the parts that I laughed so hard at were ones that he was in. Yeah. Just his delivery of his lines are just so funny. Yeah. And uh, playing with him and the relationship between him and Meryl Streep, who plays his mother, the president of the United States, Mm -hmm. um, is just, like, incredibly engrossing. And, like, that's another thing that's like, yeah, this feels like he's the um, chief of staff, right? I think so. um, So it's like, yeah, wow, okay. I mean, they're not hiding the fact. They're not hiding the fact that this is directed at trump and right the, yeah his it, presidency yeah like it's, they're really not hiding that yeah no mm-hmm. it that's if you're going into this like looking for like a subtle dig at the climate of yeah. american <laughs> politics like no, no you, you missed the mark yeah. <laughs> like i think um and i think we had similar discussions to um what film was it oh uh i believe it was like black clansman and it's like there was a time for subtlety with these issues yeah. and that is gone mm-hmm. and so this is what you get now mm-hmm. <laughs> like you get hit over the head with it yeah and i think that's why this movie seems to be like super um uh or the war controversial or mm-hmm. you yeah know, like the um, the rotten tomato divisive. scores on this are like 55 percent yeah which i think is like i mean for comedies you always have to consider they're not most comedies are not getting like above 80 percent on rotten tomatoes because comedy is so so subjective but i thought that was really low i feel like people maybe didn't get it yeah (laughs) even though i feel like it's not hard to get yeah or Uh, got exactly you know what they got but didn't want it in the first place just wanted something funny and and light yeah Uh, which i mean it is very funny but yeah at the end you're like oh shoot yeah that's uh yep that's kind of accurate Mm -hmm. but strangely then too i feel like the final scene was like really kind of beautiful and like it really was really like we won't talk we won't yeah we won't spoil it but no um but it was really like like very surprisingly emotional and like really just heartfelt and like optimistic in a weird way yeah um yeah i i don't want to say like too much because you know if you want to watch it then i don't want to you know ruin Mm -hmm. how the how exactly it ends but um yeah it was very touching i was was wondering how it was going to end because um Mm -hmm. i mean 
you can call this a spoiler or what, but I knew it wasn't going to be like, we've solved global warming and everything is fine. Yeah. You know, like, like Bruce I, Willis, <laughs> like, has stayed on the comet and blew himself up. Yeah. And Casey, or uh, Ben Affleck and uh, what's her name are going to be fine. And... Liv Tyler? Yes. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> um, so I, like, I wasn't expecting that, but then I also was like, oh, I wonder if it's going to be too depressing or I think they did a really per- beautiful job of ending it. Yeah. Um, yeah, good performances and uh, walked a really hard line to walk, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so what did you rate? I gave it a 9 out of 10. Oh, okay. Yeah, I really, really liked it. Um, the only thing I didn't like, spoiler free, is something that happens with Leo's character. Um, oh, yes. That I'm just like, oh, why did they do that? <laughs> like, I really, really liked his character and then they just, his his flaw that he's given is just kind of disappointing yeah and then you're like oh <laughs> i think that's fair yeah um that's I get... the only thing that really yeah um uh, knocked it down for me cool i gave it an eight um i thought it was uh really good but i thought it was like long <laughs> like it, it's longer than it should be it, I, I it's longer than it needs to be um there's about 20 minutes i think in the like you know the third act maybe mm-hmm. that could have just been cut out and, I, I, and it I could been, agree with that it would have been much I, I it would have been better uh without it and it, you wouldn't have lost really anything i don't think at all um i could see that point of view as well yeah it's it's two and like almost two and a half hours yeah and so that's it was a lot <laughs> two just about two would have been just fine yeah yeah agree i agree honestly the timothy chalamet makes a appearance and i honestly think that entire storyline could have been eliminated yeah yeah probably i mean it did add some comedic um, elements that's he's got the greatest line in the movie and i think a couple of the like top lines of okay. the movie i can't remember we'll talk about them later yeah we'll talk about it later <laughs> um yeah he's having a year that, yeah that timmy shallow man everyone loves him <laughs> yeah it's the hair yeah love his hair it's all mm-hmm. disheveled and just timothy Chalamet. yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> a lot of these movies are people doing what they do best in their roles yeah and speaking of that let's transition into our final film i don't know if you meant that to be a segue but it it was excellent (laughs) if you did uh even if you didn't it's an excellent segue Mm -hmm. let's talk about aaron sorkin doing what he does which is uh write and direct (laughs) right well write for sure yeah direct Uh, direct it's i believe his third feature film oh okay um but writing definitely uh, where he dramatizes uh, a lot of things that happen historically to people and kind of condenses the timeline and makes it all this one, you know, super important thing uh, that mm-hmm. didn't really happen like that. So mm-hmm. this is the account of one week in the life of Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz as the um, House of Un-American Activities Committee dives into Lucy's path, past rather, <laughs> and threatens her future. And it stars Nicole Kidman and Javier Bardem as Ball and Arnez, respectively. And, uh, Monica, you have a, like, odd relation, I would say, with uh, Aaron Sorkin <laughs> yes. in that, um, you know, well, you you say that I have Sorkin blinders. Yes, that, and that's that, what it uh, is. You just sometimes, you just, like, love him so much that I don't think you want to see the wrong in him yeah so, although you did admit that his last film was not was his terrible best. it was not good it yeah. was really not good and like almost actively harmful to like 
his legacy well no not even his legacy like the topic of the the things that he was saying like and the way he portrayed certain things in that Mm -hmm. movie like are just downright like not good Mm -hmm. and like problematic at best yeah um and just outright like negligible Mm -hmm. (laughs) at worst um yeah, but um, go on. What, mm-hmm. what did you think of yeah. this? And you, you didn't, you don't know really anything about I Love Lucy. Oh, because apparently <laughs> it's shocking that my thirty-five-year-old self has not seen I Love Lucy. Uh, so um, I'm just saying, Nick listen, at Night was a thing. Listeners out there, um, readily available. Tell me if you've never seen an episode of I Love Lucy because Sean was overreacted i did not yes, overreact did. i was like you've never seen i love lucy <laughs> and i said no i'm it was is born in 1986 i did not see i love lucy seminal television classic <laughs> yeah but it wasn't on tv yes it was <laughs> how do you think i saw well, it I it was on nick at night yeah maybe that was past my bedtime i wasn't allowed to watch i don't know it was like eight o'clock yes anyway um so yeah i really didn't i mean i know who and what the like I love Lucy is and you know knew some of the more famous like the some of the episodes that were referenced in this film I was like oh mm-hmm. yeah that's like I've seen that real episode before um so I can't really talk too much about like Nicole Kidman and like her acting like right it seemed like she encompassed her pretty well uh-huh. uh, yeah, but I didn't necessarily like you know no I don't didn't know Lucille Ball very well yeah in, as far as you know the film or the TV show. Uh, but I really liked this film. It was uh, a very interesting, like, something that I never knew about. Mm-hmm. Um, like, the, I mean, the Red Scare, like, that whole thing. But that that Lucille Ball was seen as a communist and might have been blackballed. Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Blacklisted? Blackballed, Black, same thing. Yeah, blacklisted. Yeah, I blackballed, guess it yeah. works better. Yes. I don't know. Anyway, um, so I had no idea that was like a thing right and uh the way it was told with starting with oh my gosh this is a problem lucio ball is a communist and then like going back into the week leading up to it Mm -hmm. uh was was very good and sorkin loves to do things about tv shows yeah (laughs) like he does that's his thing sports night newsroom this one doesn't even a new one coming out studio 60 oh I thought he had another one coming out with something. No. Oh, okay. I don't think so. Oh, yeah. Studio I mean, 60. Yes. So, so many things about the production of TV shows. Yeah. Um, so, but whatever. He's really good at it. So yeah. Keep doing it. Um, yeah. So I thought it was written extremely well. I thought the acting was great. Um, the character development, um, especially with um, the woman that plays Ethel in the show. Yeah. Like this tension. Really? Yeah, something. I forget her name. Like this tension between her right. and Lucille Ball. I don't know if it's accurate mm-hmm. to real life. Yeah. Um, well, it's so really weird cool. when you think that Ethel is kind of portrayed as like this old, nagging housewife, and mm-hmm. the actress was like young. incredibly young <laughs> mm-hmm. and like you know hidden under makeup mm-hmm. and behind black and white. You know, like when I watched it as a kid, I thought she was like fifties. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah, it was weird. Um, so that was that was like a really cool storyline. Yeah, to I thought me. so too. And uh, J.K. Simmons is uh, sorry. Go friend. finish what you were saying. <laughs> J.K. Simmons, uh, you know, in a similar role of like this like older alcoholic 
actor yeah um just kind of dispensing knowledge at the yeah. drop of a hat <laughs> yeah <laughs> through you know gin soaked like yeah just coming in with kind of one-liners that you're like yeah. oh that's really thoughtful yeah he's i mean it's jk simmons like mm-hmm. let's be real he's yeah. fantastic and everything okay what <laughs> i can see you're like what can i pick something apart and yeah, no, let's fight about something it's not a fault of the writing or anything like that i think it's just because lately in the movies we've watched there's been a lot of it can we stop smoking in movies oh just has nothing to do it. with anything it's just like i get it it was the 50s people smoked oh nightmare alley that was the other one like, yeah just constant smoking like get over it i'm like these actors are like putting tar into their lungs just for the sake of acting well, i'm sure it's not actual nicotine no they, i mean i read about somebody that had like nicotine poisoning because they were like doing all the smoking but yeah just like stop like we know it's bad for us like just don't don't do it okay like it's ridiculous okay <laughs> I don't know why you're yelling at me about this. I don't like write a letter or post something on Facebook, change.org. I don't know. Like, I can't help you. I really, I really do anything about this. And it really has nothing to do with the movie. I think it's just between being the Ricardos and Nightmare Alley. Like, everybody's just chain smoking. Yeah. And that was really irritating to me. Uh, But nothing. Okay. No fault against the actual film. It just like something Hollywood should change in, in general. Okay. Uh, that's what Did I you did. hear that, Hollywood? Yes. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> okay. Anyway, what did you think of the film? Uh, this is Aaron Sorkin's return to form, mm-hmm. like pure and simple. The trial to Chicago 7, um, it didn't sound like him. It it lacked like the musicality of his mm-hmm. language and the dialogue. And, and the I quick, feel... like the quick back yeah, and forth. There was and, no, yeah. I mean, there was like maybe once or twice in that film. Um, and I feel like it was back in this, but not quite to the extent of, say, A Few Good Men or oh, yeah. um, even Newsroom or, or something that, you know, is a little further back in his career. Mm-hmm. But there were a lot of times where there was a nice back and forth, specifically with uh, Kidman and um, Ethel Mertz's uh, actress. I forget. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I forget the name of the, act- the mm-hmm. actress. Um but when they are going back and forth and kind of all the subtext, the things that aren't being said mm-hmm. with the underneath the cattiness of the things that were being said um, is really just like peak Sorkin. And of course, there's some really good, you know, Sorkinisms. Like, uh, I think he used one four times in the film, which is the thing you have to realize is or the thing that you have to know is. Like, the thing that you have to know about Lucille is that mm-hmm. she is... The thing you have to know about Desi is oh, that yeah, he's yeah, from yeah. blah, blah, blah. And, like, it's just, like, it felt like going home, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. It was uh, uh, kind of not great usage of them, but, like, they're there. And he's hitting, you know, the signposts and, and mm-hmm. all the kind of, like, feel-good moments for Sorkin nerds like me. One thing that I'd be interested to kind of read up more about is what was true and what was not or what happened when well, I mean, it actually happened i mean and... i'm assuming all of those things didn't happen within this week of yeah. time um like i read an article initially after and like the stuff with his like affair happening like mm. didn't happen like at that same at time at the same who I, th- act I think it moment. happened before i love lucy even and okay. i mean well, I mean, the text at the end tells us she eventually divorce, divorces him. Yeah. So the infidel, infidelity was there. 
I just don't think it was like, you know, they make it like she's finding that out on top of all this, right? you know, yeah, communist yeah. stuff uh, going on. Yeah, and that's what he does. I mean, like with mm-hmm. Steve Jobs, you know, he like kind of impact or compacts, you know, three days in his life into the three most important days and the most important conversations he has yeah. ever has in his entire uh-huh. 800 page biography. Yeah. Um, so so it's I'm I'm okay with that. Oh, you know, yeah, the, yeah, me too. I'm not it doesn't claim to be a true film. Yeah. Like yeah. It's, it's know, not like a documentary based on like, yeah, yeah. Based on this. Yeah. Um, that was, that was one thing actually you mentioned that I forgot about, um, that I didn't like about the film is that it the starts. Smoking. Okay. Oh, no, we got smoking, it. We know. Smoking, yeah. <laughs> yes. It starts off like it's a documentary and the people playing the framing. The, there's like device. talking heads yes. of like, the oh, the, the writer, producer, yeah. of the show, but they're actors and actresses playing that. So you're like, yeah, wait, this is like a fake doc. This is a dramatized documentary. It is, but the then we cut into real time. Choice and then, ever to yeah. me because it makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Because you asked me, you're like, so those were actors, right? And I was like, no, that would <laughs> that wouldn't make sense. I think he just had real people comment on it. Mm-hmm. And then I looked it up on IMDb, and it's like, no, they're actors. Yeah. So why even do that? Yeah, it was weird. It makes... If it had been the real people that would have been interesting, just kind yeah, of Yeah, but I think mesh... two out of three of them were dead. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like so very confusing as to mm-hmm. what that was even supposed to mean. Yeah, and it was a little too on point sometimes where it was like talking head of like, um, but, you know... Lucy wasn't going to have any of that. Right. And then we like yeah. transition to this scene or like they met on set of, you know, on this film. Right. And then we like go into the scene where they met. Yep. And then I was like, well, why did you, yeah, you need, didn't that? need that? You didn't need If you that. want to tell me where they met, just go tell yeah. me how they met or yeah. show me how you, they met. You wrote the scene well enough that we know this is the first we time figured they've out. ever met. Yeah. Like it's not. Yeah. I mean, give me, you can give me a date if you want. Even, yep. Like, sure. Two years earlier yep. or like something like that. Yep. Um, that that part was yeah. weird that was and the... kind of took me out of the story. Yeah, that's the biggest detriment to the film is mm-hmm. that just completely unnecessary framing device weirdness mm-hmm. there. But yeah, that's really only the criticism I had. Uh, it may as well. Like everything else was really well done. The the build, you know, throughout just that week of time. Yeah. Uh, again, another movie where it's like, you kind of know what's going to happen. Like, sure. You know that I Love Lucy doesn't get canceled and mm-hmm. like, goes on for more. And yeah. Uh, so, but they still manage to keep me interested to like mm-hmm. not be totally sure if everything's going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> like maybe yeah. something different's going to happen. Yeah. And I think the, the way that Sorkin wraps up like the entire story is like possibly the most sorkin ending in any of his uh like works okay in that he loves to i think he tried to do this with uh trial the chicago seven but he loves Mm -hmm. to put faith in large groups of people being smart enough to see like the forest for the trees right so at the end and I'm just going to talk about it because whatever, it's not it's a spoiler. History. It's, it's not. Yeah. It's not even history, though. But um, essentially, Desi Arnaz gathers a bunch of reporters to talk about like what Lucy's 
actual past is Mm -hmm. with the communist party and he does this at the live recording of an i love lucy episode Mm -hmm. so he's like literally putting in he's giving the information to the audience Mm -hmm. and trusting them as people with brains to see you know what's what essentially Mm -hmm. right whereas everybody else everyone who is against them in the film the people from um the corporate sponsors the people from the network Mm -hmm. all of those people do not trust the american people to understand what happened they just think that they're going to essentially see you know two plus two equals five Uh right and when I think Sorkin's at his best, it's when he's talking about the power of people making up their own minds mm-hmm. and, you know, like being smart enough to see, you know, the, the truth. wool being pulled over their yeah, eyes yeah. by people who have bad faith intentions. Mm-hmm. And I think like that was like <laughs> the ultimate display mm-hmm. of that and with things that I'm sure you know, most of America is going to be like, it doesn't matter at all. Yeah, you know, yeah. like this isn't invading Iraq. This uh-huh. isn't, uh, you know, like, <laughs> like huge geopolitical things. This mm-hmm. is one actress on a very popular television show having a past with the Communist Party. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. And like how he elevates that to the level of national importance, you know? Yeah. So that's what, yeah, he's good at bringing those things to light. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's I, I that's what I love about Sorkin stuff is like the optimism and the hope and the faith in people. And yes. I think that was what is on display ultimately. At the yeah, end that's a fair that's a fair Earth assessment yeah. of Aaron Sorkin in general. Yeah. I've I've watched a lot of his stuff. Oh I don't really? Know. Um yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, stay tuned for my Sorkin podcast with my friend Jeff. <laughs> uh, Jeff, I just signed you up for it. You're going to do it. We're going to record three episodes a week. Uh, <laughs> well, you all have plenty to talk about. <laughs> yeah, nah. <laughs> uh, so ratings, what'd you think? Yeah, I what'd gave it a 9 out of 10. Yeah. And the only reason it wasn't a 10 out of 10 was that fake Stupid documentary stuff that device. we already yeah. mentioned. 100%. Yeah, I, I would be like, you know, as far like as close as you could be to rounding up to a 10 as humanly possible yes uh it's just that 9.99999 device like does not make sense yeah it's really out of place i didn't understand it yeah just i don't get it yeah but, but the rest is still it's still a great film i yeah. just can't say it's a 10 yeah i'll watch it again on netflix and just kind of like fast, fast forward, forward through yeah. those parts <laughs> just <laughs> get around that um yeah so mm-hmm. a nine for me as well for sure mm-hmm. and i think that's gonna do it monica for this week's episode uh, yeah. so we've seen we've seen a lot of movies since our yes. last podcast yes we have so we you know those were the ones that were more recent that we felt the need to talk and about. that you can stream right now and exactly. tell us what you thought about them or what you think about them or why you'll never watch them or <laughs> why we're incredibly wrong and lin-manuel miranda is the greatest talent to ever mm. uh, to what was that was that a knock on the door <laughs> yeah um no <laughs> so and i yeah. think our, our next episode will probably do our top 10 for the year yes and not all of these are necessarily going to be up there no we will have a top 10 for the year and then we will also as we did last year have a television top 
five? I think we did I think last we did year. Top I think five. we did top five total. But, yes. Uh, we'll do each have a top ten list of movies, and we'll do five total TV shows that we want to discuss. Mm-hmm. So Ted Lasso and four others. Yes. Spoiler alert, but you knew it was coming. <laughs> ten Lasso, Ted Lasso, maybe three others. Yeah. They take up one and two. <laughs> uh, as always, uh, drop us a line at marriedmoviespodcast at gmail.com and follow us at marriedmoviespodcast on Instagram. Um, that'll do it for this week's episode. Thanks for listening to Married at, at the, the Movies. movies.